Welcome to Gardens and Plants. I'm Peggy Riccio, a horticulturist in Northern Virginia. My website, pegplant.com, is an online resource for gardeners in the DC metro area. I publish a monthly gardening newsletter called Peg Plants Post, and I give in-person and virtual talks about culinary herbs and edible flowers. And my name is Terry Spate. I too am a gardener in the DMV, a garden writer of Cottage in the Court, I give virtual talks only right now. And I share all things beautiful in my garden from the places that I visit, books I read, and some of the most interesting people that I meet along the way. So Terry, what is going on in your garden? Well, you know there's a party because it's always a party in my garden. For some odd reason, I have a pink hibiscus and I'm telling you Peggy every other day it's a new bloom and I'm like hello it's October you should be done by now and she's like no just one more bloom I just have one more bloom to push out there are still three buds and if we don't get a frost this week I will have three more blooms I'm so excited the berries on my carpa some of them are actually showing their gorgeous, gorgeous purple color. And the rest of them are kind of like waiting in line to be carded. Like if you're at a club, they're waiting. So they're swelling, they're on the branches, but they're not ready to open yet. And the Caryopteris, that wonderful blue, once again, I can't, cannot help but promote Caryopteris in the fall. On gray days like today, Oh my goodness, Peggy, that blue just pops. Mm -hmm. uh, even, well, I'll tell you where I went over the weekend, but even there, it really wasn't a sunny, sunny day. And that blue was just phenomenal. And the bees, oh my goodness, the bee party was amazing. My mums are still in bud. Hmm. And I'm okay with that. Um, my mums do not have names. I know where one Sheffield mum is. But all of my moms came from my father's garden. And like I shared with you before, we called my dad the mummeister. He was so proud of his moms. And <laughs> every fall, he would take a picture in his suit behind the moms, <laughs> in the midst of the moms, beside the moms, him and my mom. And that was the picture on the Christmas card. So <laughs> a lot of my family members have my father and his moms on their Christmas uh, cards. So my moms are not quite opening yet and it's okay because they're gonna take me into what I call the November calm in my garden. Uh, on the vegetable side, the string bean experiment in the five gallon buckets, I actually harvested five whole string beans this past weekend. And I honestly thought it was just a bucket of foliage because I was like, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. I planted them too late, but the effort was worth it. Peggy, when I tell people going forward, you can garden anywhere, I mean it. Mm -hmm. And they're nice, full, plump string beans, and there's more on the way. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. That's good. And I'm still harvesting peppers, if you can believe it. Mm -hmm. So I should pull them and reuse those uh, pots for other things. But 
I just can't bear to uninvite them from my summer soiree. So <laughs> I'm on a hold for a minute. What's going on in yours? I'm in the same place too. I'm still harvesting peppers and I can't pull them. And I'm still harvesting tomatoes too. And I oh, can't wow. pull them. I'm just still doing it. But my mums are blooming and they're gorgeous. My mums are absolutely gorgeous. I have different kinds all throughout the garden. I have yellow, orange, red, mauve, and white in several places. And um, they're good for cutting and bringing indoors too. Mm-hmm. And um, the, you can also carve out a pumpkin and especially a small one and put in like a Dixie cup for water and then put mums in the pumpkin as like a vase, mm-hmm. which I've done before. It's really cute. And um, I harvested my little pumpkins. I had little orange pumpkins and then I had that big um, silver blue one and I put them in the front of the door and my daughter asked me where I got them. And I was like looking at her like, I grew those. <laughs> I sweated tears for months and you didn't notice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How do you not know? <laughs> She's a gardener in training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wow. the, other, the other thing it did is I, I like to grow mint. And so I grow lots of different kinds of mint in containers on my deck. And I always have to clean them out now because by now there's some weeds, you know, grown in some leaves have fallen and so I'm cleaning out and everything and I'm I'm mentioning mints for two reasons and one is um, that I just recently heard a videotape. Um, Jekka McVicker is an herbalist in England. She has an herb farm and she had a short little video sponsored by the Royal Horticultural Society with a chef who's also British named Nathan Outlaw and they were talking about mints and they were talking she was showing a Victorian way to increase your mint so that you have enough mint for Christmas. And it was really interesting. So then I got inspired to write an article about mint on my website. And um, I had also bought a mojito mint in the place that I'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'm really focused on mint this week. And um, what was really interesting is that she just had a flat, like about two or three inches tall, and she just put some potting mix in it. And she just cut the the rhizomes and just put little rhizomes in the flat and then put them in a greenhouse. And then you get more plants, a lot more plants, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, I know they root really easily, but I always take a stem cutting. So I thought it was fascinating. You can just snip the white, healthy rhizomes and then create more plants from that. Hmm. Did she have a particular mint that she focused on or any mint? Well, she didn't say whether or not it was a peppermint or a spearmint that she was working with, but Nathan, the chef, said that he uses the mint when he roasts vegetables. Mm. And um, so I'm thinking it's probably a spearmint. And apparently they use a lot of mint for Christmas there in England, but we do too here in America. Mm -hmm. That is something worth trying. Yeah, it is. And it's a great plant to have on hand for, you know, take a cutting and give it as a gift. You know, like we had some neighbors move in next door a couple of years ago and I took some cuttings of the chocolate mint, potted it up and then add, used a recipe card to tell how to grow that mint and then also what you could do with that chocolate mint. You know, you can make a syrup and you pour it over fresh strawberries. It's really good. So it's a great plant to have on hand. You know, Peggy, speaking of gifts, now is the time to think of things like that for holiday giving. Right. Especially, well, I mean, in normal circumstances, if you have kids and you have to do teacher gifts, that would be a great Mm -hmm. teacher gifts, you know, but yeah, it's great for gifts because you can, because they root so easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got to start thinking about gifts. I've got a few ideas, Mm -hmm. Uh, but did you go anywhere this weekend? 
So that's so I did go to Good Earth Nursery in Potomac, Maryland, and that's on 11650 Falls Road. And I've been there many times before, but I hadn't been there recently. So when I went there, it had changed quite a lot, but for the better, it's good. And there's a lot more variety. There's a lot more items inside like house plants, terrarium plants, and boutique items. And then um, it's on a corner. So it kind of looks small, but when you go in, you see there's a lot more plants and there's woodies and containers. And right now, of course, they got the mums and the pansies and the gourds and everything. And I spoke with the owner, Dave, who was very nice. And it has a very nice vibe to it. It has a very nice ambiance, you know, and um, lots of nice plants, very clean. I like the way that you can walk very easily. Um, it's not dirty or anything, lots of gravel and pavers and things like that. And then they had a table with marked down plants. And so I found my mojito mint for just a few dollars. So if you know what you're looking for, you can get a really good deal because I know it's a perennial. I know it'll make it over the winter, you know. So that was a good deal. So I got my mojito mint and then I potted it up when I got back here. And um, so I recommend that people should go to Good Earth Nursery in Potomac, Maryland. And the website is gegardenmarket.com. And then I also went to another place in Falls Church with my daughter called Botanologica, which um, is in a house um, on West Broad Street, but they, you know, converted the house to be the store, and it's owned by Holly Manon and Julie Liu, I think is her last name, and the business card says, Thoughtful Design for Garden and Home, and so the house has been renovated to be like a boutique, but they got lots of beautiful indoor house plants, you know, and containers, and Again, a great vibe. My daughter, who's almost 20, she really liked it a lot. And she took a little video of it and she posted it on her Snapchat feed. And then all of her friends were so impressed. They were asking, you know, where it is and all that stuff. And so then I took her video and then I posted it on my Instagram feed. So, <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. And this place has got really nice house plants if you want to buy a gift. Again, the garden accessories, wreaths, nice containers, linen, clothing, jewelry. And they do workshops too. They use the upper floor for workshops. Of course, right now with COVID, they might not be able to have as many people, but um, it's definitely a place to check out and to look at their website too when they start doing workshops. Wow. Yeah, we were busy this weekend. We were busy and, you know, we just had to get out of the house. And I, I it, the thing about the COVID is that since I don't have the commute, I have more energy. And so I like to go to all these places I've always heard about, you know, I'm doing my bucket list. <laughs> now, what hours is that place open? Botanologica? Yeah. Um, so on their website, they give their hours, but it's the regular, you know, Monday through Friday type of hours. But, um, and you go in there with a mask and, be, uh, you know, only like five people at a time or something like that. Oh, so it's a, it's a small place. It's a small place because it was a home first and then it got converted. But it's right on Broad Street at 817 West Broad Street. It's very easy to find. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let me tell you where I went this weekend because I had a, a great weekend as well. And... The first place I went was the Arboretum. Mm -hmm. And this was Saturday morning. I literally grabbed a cup of coffee and just left. I just needed to see nature. So I met Sherry Lejeune, uh, National Capitary Garden Club's president. And Sherry and I just walked and talked. And Peggy, I cannot tell you the joy I found in seeing families 
children, people with dogs. Everybody was very courteous about being socially distanced, mm-hmm. but everyone seemed to have a smile on their face. And you know, during these times, especially with COVID, even people with masks on, you could see the smile in their eyes. People were really excited about getting outside and seeing the beauty that's just all around us. So that was like, yes, reality is still in place. You know, Mm -hmm. people do still love the great outdoors and gardening. So from there, uh, I left and went to the Franciscan Monastery. I really needed a moment of peace. This is not the first time I've gone there. We went when we had the Garden Bloggers Fling in DC. And I've gone sporadically since then for different reasons. But Saturday, after such a volatile week here in DC, I really just needed to pause to to really just like not talk to anyone and just go somewhere that was beautiful yet serene, off the beaten path, but noteworthy. And the Franciscan Monastery was the first place I thought about going. And I was greeted by a border of Lantana in full bloom. The Caryopteris, when I say bee party, oh, the bees were jamming. They were having a ball up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went down into the valley. The azaleas were blooming. The hollies were beginning to bury. It was just peaceful. And there were other people there, but everybody was mindful. Acknowledgement of a nod as we went past, some people said hi. And I went by myself. I sat there for two hours, just reflecting on 2020 and the garden and how wonderful it is to have the garden at our fingertips. For any listeners, if you want a place to check out, go to the Franciscan Monastery. It's just, it is the place where you can really really locally find peace. And I'm sure there are other gardens around as well, but that one really spoke to me. Yeah. Uh, And they have a vegetable garden too in the back, don't they? um, I didn't go to the rear. I really, I really, really just went, went to go down into the, the, the Canyon, I call it. Right. Uh, They were having a outdoor concert at four o'clock, but I didn't stay for that. Yeah. But I also visited, uh, they have a, another facility across the street. Forgive me, I don't remember the name of it. But there too, the landscaping, it just caught your eye, it drew you in. And just walking down mid-block and walking back up, looking at that wonderful horticultural display from two or three different angles. It was just what I needed on Saturday. It really, mm-hmm. really was. Um, and then today, uh, I got caught up with Katie Dubow. Uh, On Mondays, Katie Dubow has a presentation uh, sponsored by Homestead called uh, Grow with Katie. Today, they had another one of our GardenCom members, Bree Arthur, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about the foodscape revolution 
and creating a foodscape planter. Now, Bree's in zone seven. I think you're in seven. I'm zone 6B. Right, but she's south. Uh, was it South Carolina or North Carolina? She's, she's in North Carolina. Yeah, she's further, really further south. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've some of the, the suggested uh, plants that she had in her display are things that we, some of them are things that we can grow here. So I'm going to experiment with uh, some of the things that I purchased from Homestead this evening and see if I too can have a foodscape planter. I own one of her books. I'm going to get uh, the other book. I have Foodscape Revolution and it is captivating. Mm -hmm. I do not have Gardening with Grains. So I need to look at that because I would like to know, other than amaranth, what grain can we grow here? Can we grow quinoa? Can we go right? I know you had rice. Yeah, well, actually, she did inspire me to do the rice because there was a video of her planting rice, and I had rice, and I was inspired because she said, you don't need drainage holes, and I had these big containers without drainage holes, and I was like, voila, there goes mm -hmm. the rice, <laughs> and I planted the rice, and not only did it work out really well, but um, a guy came by here a couple days ago, and he's... Um, from something like El Salvador and he recognized the rice and he said he used to harvest it and bag it and everything and I said well when it's the seeds ready I'll give you some seed and you can grow it you know just as a plant it's a really beautiful plant yeah yeah and see that's something I'd like to try next year so I'm gonna have to get the book gardening with grains mm -hmm. uh, and see what grains can we grow in the 6b 7a area because we know we can grow rice now because you just did it. Right. But what else can we grow? Right. You know, Gree was focused on the barley seed head, which was absolutely beautiful. But I know that barley is grown as a spring cover crop. I want to find out what else can we use. So I'll share that uh, on my, my uh, podcast and on my website once I pull it all together. But just the excitement of knowing that the gardening season is not over. You just have to shift to cool season plants and things that will bring you joy next spring. Mm -hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So are you listening to anything good this week? Uh, well, there's so many things going on. Let's see. Um, on the 14th is a virtual presentation called The Reality of Climate Change by the Prince William Master Gardeners. And on the 15th is organic landscape man maintenance with Glenstone as the example, which is cool because it's a, a local place, but this is given by Mount Cuba Center. Mm -hmm. And then on the 15th also is a virtual presentation on bringing in your tropical plants for the winter given by the Smithsonian Gardens. And then also on the 15th is a virtual presentation on creating woodland gardens by Merrifield. On the 16th Friday is putting your garden to bed. Um, with the Master Gardeners in Northern Virginia. And on the 16th is a floral design at Hillwood on virtual on how to celebrate chrysanthemums because this is chrysanthemum season. Mm -hmm. And on the 16th, Friday is a garden talk with the Green Spring, um, at Green Spring Gardens. This one um, is in person, it's composting. And on the 21st Wednesday is a webinar, Meadows, If You Build It, They Will Come. Mm -hmm. And that's virtual and that's with the Ecological Landscape Alliance. Wow. Well, yeah. in Maryland, the University of Maryland, on the 15th, they're having a food preservation webinar focusing on freezing 
your harvest. It's free. And it's from five to six o'clock. So you can attend it after work. Mm -hmm. um, the 19th, they're having dining with diabetes, which uh, it's one uh, on the 19th. It's the first part of a four part series from 1130 to one. And I have to tell you, the fast food places, they got lines. That's not necessarily a good thing, <laughs> especially if you're diabetic. So I'm just saying this might be something and this too is free people might want to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. On the 20th, uh, the, the Montgomery County Master Gardeners had their uh, monthly program in the garden. So they'll be sharing what's going on in their gardens. And on the 21st, speaking of those grains, there's an ancient grain webinar online uh, from 11 to 12. So uh, you might want to go to the umd.edu and look under events and sign up for some of this free programming. The extension, I just can't say it enough. It is always there for the community. We should definitely, at, you know, at least listen to their programming, ask them for help and for answers because they're there for us. Why not? Yeah, and that ancient grain one might actually answer the question of what you can grow here in this area. That's a grain. Exactly, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So that one, I definitely will be in attendance. And one more thing, because, you know, we should really support our local people. Uh, Linda Jones, um, she is a Prince George's County uh, farmer gardener. Her business is called Elements of Nature. She focuses on botanicals and pharmaceuticals using farm, F-A-R-M, as uh, part of her verbiage. And Linda is having a sale uh, this Saturday. Uh, she's in Clinton, and I'll give you the information to put in the show notes. She will have uh, some houseplants, a few natives, some garden accessories, and more. And she'll be having a sale. Normally, her products are online. She uses plant-based uh, formulas to make hand salves and lotions and creams. But you can actually visit her site in real life this Saturday. It's her last sale of the season and she is local. So we should really try to support her. So I will make sure that the information gets to you, Peggy, in the show notes. Okay. Okay. And is this at her house that she's doing the sale or is it it's, like a business? It's at her farm. It's at her farm in Clinton. Yes. yes. Yeah. I've heard of her before. I think I even been to her website. Mm -hmm. She yeah. has uh spoken i believe twice at the um plant swap Washington oh. gardener magazine plant swap yeah yeah she's that's how twice. i heard of her before yeah 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 yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so she's so she's 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 part of the the dmv gardening community mm -hmm. so she has ventured out this year as an entrepreneur her normal business is online but now she's expanding that reach she recently retired. Um, she'll be on the podcast this week, actually, and you'll hear more of her story. But she recently retired, and she's like, you know what? I need to get that farm up and going. So age is not a barrier. Her gender is not a barrier. She is going for it as an entrepreneur in the DMV. So That's I give cool. her major kudos for that. That's cool. Um, and for our listeners, if they're wondering, when Terry says that she's going to be on the podcast, Terry means her other podcast, The Cottage in the Court. 
podcast. So check that one out too. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we try to we try to find the people that you really need to know. <laughs> so is that all, Peggy? Yep, that's it for now. So- Gardens and Plants is a weekly podcast brought to you by professional garden communicators. Visit our websites for more detailed information at pegplant.com and cottageinthecourt.com. Both of us have links to this episode on our websites. We're also very active on social media. You can find me at Pegplant and Terry at Cottage in the Court. Our podcast is available on nine platforms. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please write a review and don't forget to tell your friends about Gardens and Plants. The show notes will have links to some of the places and plants we've mentioned, links to our own websites and our email, which is gardensinplantspodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye for now and get in the garden. <laughs>